Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Thrive Beautifully Business Podcast. I am your host Megan Shalidis and on this show we chat about all things entrepreneurship, client attraction and lifestyle design. I'm super excited to be here so let's dive right in to today's session. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am so insanely excited to be here because today we are kicking off the very, very first, first ever episode of the Thrive Beautifully Business series and I'm absolutely ecstatic. So if you are an aspiring coach, consultant or online service-based business owner and you are looking for a dose of inspiration and a stack of info full of actionable tips on how to grow your business and really design the lifestyle of your dreams around your business, then you are absolutely in the right place. And since today is the very, very first episode, I thought that I'd kick this series off with sharing with you five things that I learned in my first year as a coach. Now, I want to share that I've been on my business journey for approximately five going into six years now. And the reason that I wanted to share this is because there are so many of you listening who are wanting to start your own business, who are wanting to get out of the corporate rat race and really step into being a coach or a creative service provider and start your own business journey. And so I wanted to rewind and really just take things back and share with you five of the top things that I learned in my first year as a coach. So we're going to kick this off. This is going to be a nice short episode with bite-sized pieces that you can really think about. And I'm going to be sharing some actionable tips along the way to make sure that you get value and that you can take this information and integrate it in your business and in your life so you can keep moving forward. Because I'm a huge believer that information is only as powerful as your ability to integrate it and apply it. So let's kick things off with the first lesson that I I learned in my first year as a coach. And that lesson was number one, niching down was going to be the absolute best thing that could have ever happened to my client schedule and my bank account. Now, I want to share that long before I got into coaching, I was working in the branding and creative marketing space, and I was kind of a scrappy Sally. I was doing everything for everyone. If you needed video editing, no problem. You needed a business card, also no problem. You needed branding, a website, copywriting. I was there you name it and I could do it. And so what I really learned is that I spent a huge amount of time in that very first business that I had inventing processes and really doing things on the fly. And I positioned myself as this budget service because I was the creative marketer and the designer for everyone who needed me. And so one of the things that I carried through as a lesson from that previous business and took right into my very, very first year of coaching that stood me in fantastic stead was to niche down right from the very beginning, because it was my biggest mistake in the first business that I created, where I locked myself into being everything for everyone. And the truth is that I learned that you are not a bar of chocolate. You are not going to make every single person happy. And it is far, far better for you to actually niche down and really look at who would I love to serve? Who would I be so excited to wake up every day and get to work with, right? And start there. And then look at what is the biggest problem that I would like to solve for these people, right? Because your audience is looking for an expert. If I had to tell you, 
Today, you found out that you had a brain tumor that was going to end your life in the next two weeks unless you did something about it. I can almost guarantee you that you would not be headed off to the GP. You would be headed straight for the brain surgeon to go and get that thing checked out and removed so you can carry on on your merry way. And your audience is no different. Your audience is looking for that specialist and that expert to lead them. And this is really the thing that's going to allow you to tap into those premium prices where you get to play in a space where you are seen as the expert at one thing for one market. And this is what you get known for. So lesson number one that I learned in not only my previous business, but my first year as a coach was that niching down was going to be the best thing for my bank balance. Because when I transitioned from my branding business, from my creative marketing business into coaching, I was really clear on who it is that I wanted to be working with and really I had an idea of what problem I wanted to solve. And what this allowed me to do is in the space of less than 90 days of closing one entire business, starting something brand new with an entirely different audience, a email list that started at zero. I really want to clarify that because I didn't transfer audiences. I started completely from scratch again in my business. And within 90 days, I was booked up beautifully with clients, right? And this is the power of having a niche and being seen as the expert in your space where you become absolutely magnetic to your clients. So lesson number one that I learned in my first year of coaching is niching down is the best thing that you could possibly do if you want a full bank balance and a full client schedule and to create real and lasting transformation for your clients. Now I want to move on to lesson number two. Lesson number two that I learned was quite a tough one and I lost a lot of hours in my first year of coaching because I had no idea how to navigate this lesson until I learned it the hard way. Lesson number two is your offer is going to change. So whatever you're selling right now as a coach, consultant, or maybe even as an online business owner, it's going to change. It is going to evolve over time. And so especially if you are new in the game, if you're a new coach or consultant or entrepreneur, it's so easy to fall into this trap of wanting to get everything perfect before you start because you're a little nervous around your delivery. You're nervous around, can I get these results for my clients? And there is this feeling of needing to overcompensate because of that lack of clarity and that lack of confidence in, hey, I know this thing gets absolutely phenomenal results for my clients. And so what do most entrepreneurs do? And what did I do? I spent all of my time making the mistake of building beautiful workbooks. I spent hours and I worked through the night designing gorgeous workbooks for my coaching clients and really spending so much time trying to map out that entire framework. I had module one, I had it all set up. And the funny thing is, a year later, what I learned the hard way was that my entire program would change. And what I mean by this is that as you continue to see more and more clients, you are going to keep tweaking and evolving your processes so you can get results for your clients faster and faster and faster. So the mistake that I made and that I see so many entrepreneurs make is trying to get it perfect and trying to get everything beautifully packaged before they actually launch. And I want to share with you that your offer is absolutely going to change. So my advice to you is if you are running a business, if you are starting a coaching program or you dipping your toe into the world of online business, your goal should not be to start with a perfect product. Your goal should be to be able to surrender, to accept that done is better than perfect and focus on building what we call an MVP. 
Now an MVP stands for minimum viable product. And really, really simply, your minimum viable product is the minimum amount of deliverables that you can share with your clients in order to get them the result that you promised. So if you're a coach, for example, this could look like having those one-to-one sessions on Zoom and not having things like workbooks and extra recordings and bonuses and a video vault, right? Because when we start that way, As you continue to get more and more experience, what you will find is that your entire process will shift. My process has shifted so, so many times after the five to six years that I've been in business that it's unbelievable. And it has always shifted for the better. It's got clearer, it's got more powerful, but in order for it to have the ability to evolve that way, I had to be in a state of surrender. I had to be in a space where I went, okay, great. I know this is going to evolve. I'm not going to get too attached to making sure this thing is perfect before I launch. And that was one of the biggest, biggest lessons I learned when building my first program was not to, not to jump ahead, right? And to be okay with acknowledging my worth and understanding that whatever I was going to share, I was going to trust would be enough for my clients to get a result. The rest of the stuff, the fancy workbooks, the video vaults and all the stuff that comes with it comes later. So my challenge for you is to look at what is your relationship with perfection? Are you able to surrender and let go of perfection and drop right into your value? And value is something I will be doing a separate episode on. So that is coming up soon to really show you how to overcome that imposter syndrome and drop right into your value. But for now, I want you to look at Can I integrate the mantra, done is better than perfect and trust that what I have is enough for my clients right now and evolve incrementally as I go instead of building this monster program or this monster offer only to find that it's going to change and then feeling so burnt out that you are not open enough to let it to continue evolving. Right, so that was lesson number two is your offer is going to change. Be flexible. Do not try to have everything perfect before you start or you will be disappointed. Right, now I want to move on to lesson number three. Lesson number three that I learned earlier on in my business journey, but especially in my first year as a coach, is that mentorship is absolutely priceless. I made it my main objective in my first year as a coach to find a mentor that really resonated with, number one, what I actually wanted for my business, and number two, who shared the same values as I did, right? Because there are so many coaches and consultants out there who claim to be the next internet guru who are going to help you achieve all sorts of weird and wonderful outcomes and buy your Ferrari and ride off into the sunset. And the one thing that I really learned is that your mentor needs to be a values match for you. If you are going to get along with your mentor and really see the kinds of progress you want to see in the way that you want to see it, you must find a mentor who has gone where you want to go and a mentor who shares your values. Now, I'm going to give you an example of this. I had an experience with a coach who was absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. But what I found is that I didn't resonate with where our values were sitting, right? I am someone who values having time to experience my life, time left over, right? Business is not the end goal for me. But unfortunately, it is for many other entrepreneurs who are wanting to be on the hamster wheel and wanting to hustle it out seven days a week. And I respect those people. I have huge amounts of respect for the creative output they're able to generate. But at the time, it just wasn't a values match for me. I had to find a mentor who had gone where I wanted to go 
in the way that I wanted to go. I wasn't there and I didn't have the desire to be working seven day weeks in my business, right? But I still had massive ambition. And so very, very early on, I learned, find a mentor who has gone where you want to go. This has saved me countless headaches in my business. And the biggest gift that mentorship really gives you is the fact that having a mentor allows you to sort through all of the information that you've been accumulating in your own head about marketing, sales, your offer, your niche, your transformation, all that stuff gets so, so overwhelming. And many people think that more information is the answer, where they'll go read another marketing book or buy another online course, right? with a video vault. And what this continues to do is it creates more and more and more confusion. And when you don't have a tool to help you accurately sort that information and make sense of it so you can create a plan that is simple enough to execute, what you're doing is you will find yourself locked in a state of analysis paralysis and not getting anywhere in your business. So the third biggest and best lesson that I learned was mentorship is priceless. Now, on that note, I want to share with you guys that enrollment for the Booked Out Beautifully Experience is officially open. And this is my signature experience that will teach you exactly how to generate piping hot leads, sell almost effortlessly, and deliver a kick-ass experience to your clients. You'll get my exact framework for how to fill your schedule with clients, plus how to do that and still have enough time left over to enjoy it all. Yes, I'm talking about you, three-day weekend. Now, if you'd like some more information on this program, I'd love for you to visit www.meganchalidis.com. You'll see my name in this podcast as well, but I'm going to spell it out for you. So that's www.meganchalidis.com. That's meganchalidis.com and head over to the tab that says work with me. And what you'll find on this page is you will find a link to drop me a message through Facebook Messenger. And all we're going to do is we're going to have a quick chat. I'm going to find out where you are in your business journey. And if I feel that we'd be a really, really good fit to work together, all I'll do is send you the details of the program. So if you are a coach, consultant or online service based business owner who wants to fill your schedule with clients, then this is for you. So head on over to meganchalidis.com for more information on that. Great. So let's dive into the fourth lesson that I learned in my first year of coaching. Now, the fourth thing that I learned in my first year of coaching is that you must, must, must have a plan to scale your business from the very beginning. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, first of all, when you get into business, it can be so, so easy to get swept up in the constant hustle and bustle of all the stuff that you need to get done in any given day. You are seeing clients, you're marketing your business, you are studying, you're learning, you are setting a plan to grow. And as people get caught on this hamster wheel of growth, what very, very often happens is many, many entrepreneurs will inevitably end up building themselves a really, really shiny prison. Now, the reason for this is because they don't take the time to actually create space to plan and look at 
what is it that I really, really want from my business? And in my first year as a coach, I absolutely got caught on this hamster wheel big time where I was just so concerned with how do I get this business off the ground? How do I find clients and make this work for me that I went from having zero clients to a fully booked schedule in less than 90 days. And my business pretty much continued on that trajectory going forward. And as I got so caught up in serving my clients and continuing to build out systems in my business and really drive myself forward, working with mentors, etc., I began to lose sight of where I actually wanted to go with my business. And what I found was that because I'd had so many clients, because I'd had so much success with getting this business off the ground, I hadn't taken a moment just to think about where I wanted to go and whether or not what I was doing was actually making me happy. And something that I'm so hugely passionate about and that I teach on so frequently is lifestyle design. Because I am a big believer that we did not get into business to really just replace our nine to five jobs. Or at the very least, I know I didn't. I don't know about you guys, but I believe that if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably sitting on the same side of the fence as me, right? And we unfortunately don't take the time to think about what will really make us happy. And the truth is that this is going to be so different for every single one of you listening to this podcast, right? And so what I learned in the space was that I needed a plan to scale in a way that would allow me to not only survive in my business, but to thrive, hence the name of this podcast. And so what I learned was that I needed to create this space to look at, okay, great, what is the plan for growth? Because at the time I was so busy caught on that hamster wheel that I was coping. I wasn't looking at how do I grow? How do I expand from this? How do I build a legacy from this business? in my first year as a coach, right? Because I was in, great, everything's going, clients are coming in, this is working, I'm still working out the kinks in my program at that stage in my business, that there just wasn't a thought in my mind about what comes next. And the truth is that if you don't carve the space in time out to think about these things, you will stay on that perpetual hamster wheel forever. And you see this with people who get to the point in their businesses where they've got enough clients and life goes on right? And the week becomes a blur until the weekend. And I want to be really, really deliberate about how I'm building my business so that I'm able to do the things that excite me and really live my life in a way that I want to. And one of the mistakes that I'd made in my business was not having a plan to scale. So what happened was I filled up my entire schedule with clients and I was so excited about that, that I didn't give two thoughts as to great. So what happens next? And what I learned very quickly was that you must have a plan to scale. And this can look one of two ways, right? If you want to scale and grow your business, this can happen in the space of scaling through your price point. So what do I mean by this, right? Maybe right now you're a one-on-one coach. Maybe you're a brand designer. Maybe you're a fridge organizer, right? Yes, that is absolutely a thing. And there are six-figure fridge organizers out there in the world right now. No judgment in the space. So whatever it is that you do, you've got two options to scale, right? You might be someone who really enjoys the idea or the model of keeping your operation small, right? Because the truth is not everyone has aspirations to become the next seven-figure entrepreneur. Many people just want to monetize their passions and be able to do what they love every single day and have enough time over to enjoy things like spending time with family or pursuing hobbies, 
Now, on the other hand, there are entrepreneurs out there who are going, scaling is for me. I want a massive team. I want global market domination. And that is totally okay. But you've got to think about these things at the very early stages so you can figure out, is my business model right for where I'm going? Right, because if you want to scale through numbers and you want to have global market domination and hit those seven figures, you cannot be offering a service where you are like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> and one of my mentors used this analogy and I absolutely loved it. So I'm going to steal this from Kate Gray. And um, Kate talks about the fact that you are like a Flintstone in your business, right? If you remember, they had these little cars, right, made of stone and their legs were sticking out of the bottom and they are running to drive their cars. And if you are the be and end all of your business, running that car manually, and you do not have systems and a team to scale, you are not gonna be able to reach those goals that you've set for yourself. And your business model is very much just like a recipe. It's like trying to bake a chocolate cake with a carrot cake recipe. It doesn't matter how good the ingredients are or what a phenomenal chef you are. If the recipe is broken for the outcome that you want, i.e. the business model is not a good fit for where you want to go, you will not get there. Right? You'll find yourself burnt out. You'll find yourself frustrated because somehow it doesn't matter how hard you try, you're just not hitting your goals. Now, on the other hand, if you are someone who is wanting to keep your operation small, the way that you would scale is through your price. And this looks like, okay, great, you have booked out your services, which is amazing. Congratulations for hitting that milestone. The trick is not to continue at that pace. The trick is to see that you have such a big demand for your services that you are then able to step into more and more premium pricing. And as you continue to book clients, your price continues to increase because by that stage, you've got beautiful testimonials under your belts. You've got the experience, you've got the confidence. And so the trick is to keep incrementally raising your price point so you are able to see fewer clients, right? And this is particularly true if you are doing one-on-one -on -one models or if you're delivering the service yourself, if you are a brilliant illustrator or brand designer and you want to do that work forever, amazing. But in order to keep your sanity and increase your prosperity and the quality of work you're able to produce, because keep in mind, if you are seeing fewer clients, think about how much more attention you are able to give each and every one of those projects, right? You don't want to make the mistake of filling your schedule and then sliding into working for work's sake when you could be continually increasing that price. So you begin to free up your time and therefore free up your life to do more of what you love while feeling financially supported. Okay, so that's if you want to keep your operation small. If you want to grow your operation to scale, you've got to look at, do I have a model that can scale? Am I in a position where I can look at outsourcing things to a team? Is that where I want to go, right? And if you're sitting here right now and you're brand new in business and you're thinking, okay, this is a whole lot of stuff, I want to rewind for a second and just allow you to think about this, right? Because if you are not thinking about what kind of cake you want to bake, you are very, very likely not going to pick a model that supports that. So I'm sharing this with you today because I wish, I wish, I wish that someone had shared this with me, not only in my first year as a coach, but as a business owner from the very, very first day that I started. And this is something that we go into detail in around the Booked Out Beautifully experience, where we unpack all these different models so you can really see what is your desire and what is the model that matches that. But the summary, the summary of this is really... The lesson that I learned was you must have a plan to scale. 
And that means looking at how many hours do you actually want to be working in your business? Do you want to work with a team or not? Are you someone who is the lone wolf and loves to be the lone wolf? These are all important things to consider. And this is why lifestyle design is so, so important as you move into the world of entrepreneurship, because otherwise you may find yourself in a business that is a jam packed to capacity with clients like I did, but also really unhappy because it just wasn't what you wanted, right? And this is definitely a mistake that I made in my first year as a coach where I had no idea that my business model could not sustain me in the way that I wanted it to. And that's why I'm sharing this with you today. So lesson number four is you must have a plan to scale and you must be really, really clear on what kind of cake you want to bake so you can find the recipe i.e. the business model to get you that outcome so that you don't end up building yourself a pretty prison. Right now, I want to move on to the fifth and final lesson that I learned in my first year of coaching. And this is drumroll, one of my favorites, and I'm going to be chatting a lot on this topic going forward disconnecting from the matrix. Now, (laughs) I'm not going to be taking you down a whole conspiracy rabbit hole here. That is not my intention with this episode or this podcast in general. But what I do want to share with you is that disconnecting from the matrix, i.e. really disconnecting from this constant stream of information, of advertising, of social media, is one of the biggest and best lessons that I learned as an entrepreneur in general. And what this allows you to do is when you take the time to disconnect, to reduce the usage of social media, of consuming all of this information, and that includes programs, courses, social media posts by your favorite mentors, etc. When you learn to stop consuming all of the stuff that's thrown at you, what happens is you start creating a space to trust yourself to hear your own inner guidance so you're able to find your next steps without relying on the instruction from someone outside of you, right? Because in this world that is so dominated by social media feeds and Instagram likes, we really need space to breathe and to think and to tap into what is my unique medicine for the world. Because when you're in the state of almost being like a sponge, you are constantly consuming other people's content, other people's information. And if you stay in consumption mode, you are not in creation mode. Because the truth is that you cannot consume and create in the same moment. And if you want to become a leader in your field that your clients can trust and an expert in your space, you want to step away from being the consumer, consuming all of this information, advertising and social media content, and instead become the deliberate creator of content. So you can let your own voice be heard and find your own flavor, right? Because there's so many copycat coaches and business owners out there who really just show up and because they're consuming so much of their mentors content of people that they really look up to, this can be amazing in moving you forward. But there is this fine line between where does that drown out your own inner voice and your own experience and your own story that you are here to tell. And this was definitely something that I learned big time in my first year of business because I, at the time, was not as confident as I am now in my business journey where I had really, really low self-belief in terms of, hey, I can totally do this. I trust myself. I trust my powerful story and I know I can get results for my clients. And at the beginning, I started out just like everyone else does in business, not having that confidence. And I was looking for answers all over the show, 
outside of myself. And yes, very often this information was exactly what I needed to move forward. But there came a point in time where I realized that everyone is trying to figure out their business journeys too. Nobody is perfect. Not even the most powerful mentor that you have in your space is perfect. They're only human just like you. And they have access to the same stuff that you do, the same inner knowing, the same ability to connect to their own story and speak from their heart. And so what I found was that this gave me the biggest gift where I learned to disconnect from the matrix, stop the loop of comparison of, oh no, her branding is better, or man, I need to have that thing now. Oh my gosh, should I launch this program? Because I'm constantly on that hamster wheel of comparing myself to other people and making the decision to really disconnect from the matrix and disconnect from this massive consumption of information, I began to find my own voice. I began to create so much more powerful content for my audience because I began to speak from my heart and from my experience and my wisdom instead of filtering things through everything that I learned from my mentors, right? I want to be an original. I'm not a carbon copy. And if you are on this podcast, I believe that you are an original too. And you have a powerful story to share with your audience. So please do not dilute your message by trying to contort yourself into a shape that is similar to someone else or because you think that that's what the world wants to see. The truth is the world wants to see you. They want to hear your story because that is your power. So lesson number four that I learned in my first year as a coach and in general as an entrepreneur is disconnect from the matrix. Stop consuming the mass amounts of information and start creating. And you will notice an extreme boost in your creativity and you'll begin to find your own flavor, your own voice, your own unique energy signature that people will begin to be magnetized to. And this is one of the key secrets to filling your schedule with clients. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you found it valuable and you do want to share this episode with the world, I would be sure to screenshot, post and tag me on Instagram at Megan Shalitas so I can stalk your profile and we can connect some more. While you're there, drop me a quick message with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. And if you want to get notified of upcoming episodes on this podcast, go ahead and click on the subscribe button so you never miss a beat. See you soon.